This is the Inquisitive Minds Podcast. Hey, thank you for tuning in to the Inquisitive Minds Podcast. I'm your host as usual, Johnny Smith. Uh, with me today, we have a returning guest. You know him. You love him. Uh, our favorite little American hero, Trip. Welcome back, brother. Hey, good to be back. Uh, although not in person this time, but you know, maybe again sometime soon. Sometime soon, man. Uh, we were just talking. Definitely got a better setup to welcome you into uh, if you come in the home studio. Well, last time you kind of ambushed me because I was bringing you a painting. I thought you we were just going to have a beer and you know smoke a little bit. And then like Dan's there and it's like, all right. So uh, by the way, since you're sitting here talking to the microphone. <laughs> yeah, yeah, surprise, motherfucker. <laughs> that one well, got a little looking off the rails, though. You, you are a guy I love talking to, but I feel like every time we talk, it needs to be recorded. Because you're so fucking fascinating. Oh, I don't know about that. I- I'm skilled in the art of bullshit. <laughs> hey, man, that's what What else is a podcast? Uh, Yeah, no, no. Well, I mean, because like podcasts seem to me like uh, the old or like the new version of like the old like ham radio things where like uh, you get like a local radio station that only like broadcasts over three fucking blocks, except for now, you know, you can do it over the Internet. And then like nobody has to listen to you, but everyone can. That's fair. The uh, the 15 people that regularly listen to me. Shout out to y'all, folks. What's up, guys? Yeah, and dude, the, my uh, shit's been fucking suffering hard, too, on that, because, uh, like, um, what is it? So, like, you know, like, on, on my podcast, friggin', you know, I do the audio, and I get whatever from that, but, like, most of my interaction comes on that comes from Facebook, and I've been in fucking Zuckerberg jail for, like, a month and a half now, so it's just, like, everything's just going down right now. It's like, dude, look, they hit me on a meme I shared like two fucking years ago, right? Yeah. Um, no, and it was for those uh, ammo can things for my books, right? And uh, Facebook hit me on trying to sell guns or ammo on Facebook. And it's like, dude, no, no, it, it, it's, it's an ammo can, but there's books inside of it. And that post was for a charity event. Thanks, 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 Facebook, you fucking cocksuckers. Yeah, Facebook is wild. I remember I got hit with a some, like a ban, a 30-day ban for like a meme from like three years ago. Yeah. And I was like, who's going through all this? I don't know. They call you Trip uh, a million Facebook pages McGee. Yeah, well, they got they got smart, and they started banning all the ones that just, like, like I started new ones because I was like, all right, well, fuck it. If I'm going to be in jail this long, might as well just start a new account. As soon as I open it, like, not even the same name, no profile pictures, made a new email address. Fucking, I, I guess I need to get, like, a fucking VPN or some shit. Oh, wow. Like, as soon as that came up, I was like, ban. That's ridiculous, man. But you've been you've been busy uh, outside of Facebook. They can't keep a good man down. You got yeah. three books coming out. Yes. Yeah. Um. Right now they are with the editors, so all they need to do is come back from the editors, and then I got to finish the art on it, and then um, <clears throat> excuse me, uh, write the soundtrack for them because uh, starting with I guess my fourth book, all my you know books have had a soundtrack, and like the mu- the music's in the back if you want to play it, but I also you know release it. Now, I have a question. Your editors, um, in that process, they're obviously editing the material. Do they give you feedback as like, Trip, I really enjoyed this one type thing? Yeah, um, except for um, it's it's not really that. It's a lot of, you know, um, I, I, I won't have heard from them for a week. And then I will, you know, text them, hey, what's going on? Or, hey, what's up? How you doing? Whatever. You know, just like, hey, you know, I haven't heard from you. You know, we're kind of doing a thing. You know, just like gently back in the water. And then the text I'll get back is, fuck you. I'm like. What did I do? It's like I just read the scene. <laughs> I'm like, God damn it! I'm like, yes. and then I'll be like, so. I don't know. I'm a couple of chapters past that now. I'm still working on it, but 
you're an asshole for writing that and playing my feelings like that. That's so. that that's great reviews, man. Um, you said you also released an album recently. Yeah. Um. Uh, fuck. Probably about a month ago now. It's called a uh, Battle Damage Assessment. Um. I got a uh, synthesizer and I was determined to use it. And uh, not all the songs have lyrics. Most of it's uh, synth rock. But uh, the songs that are or that do have lyrics are all about uh, Afghanistan. You know or, what? That's a that's a great segue. Um, I wanted to get your take with all the uh, recent things going on with Afghanistan. Well, with the Taliban takeover, like that was something we all knew was going to happen. Fucking like even when I was there in like 2008, 9 and 10. Um, but it's like, you know, now that it happened, it's it's kind of like. Um, it's kind of like if, if you get this chick that you like really fucking care about and you know, she's fucking around, but you psych yourself out to like, think that she's not fucking around and you walk in on her one day and she's got like a dick in each fucking hole. And you're just like, God damn it. Like I knew this was happening, but now I have to look at it. Now, um, this is, this is the part like where I'm not really versed well with, with military and occupation and all that. Could things have been done differently? Like what, what was the plan there? Well, there wasn't really a good plan. Um, I don't know exactly what all went into, uh, say, Trump's plan on it. I just know that it was we were supposed to be out by May. And everyone likes to, you know, still blame this on uh, um, Trump, even though, you know, Biden's in office and he altered the fucking plan for whatever it was, which uh, I, I'm, I'm, I'm of the mind where it's like, hey, listen, you might not be at fault for everything that's going on but if you're in charge like your take your your job is to take responsibility on that shit and he seems to be deflecting that and saying no it's all trump's fault but it's like well trump wanted us out by may and the plan was different than yours how is this not the same and i don't not the same how, how is this not your fault but like another thing with that too though is like um i don't want to put a hundred percent of the blame on Biden just because uh, most of the military's uh, general corps. So like, uh, you know, the generals, you know, colonels, field grade officers, that kind of stuff, like guys that like don't go to combat anymore. They, they all hang out at the fucking Pentagon or the fucking headquarters shit um, to get that high in the fucking ladder. You kind of have to be a gutless. Yes, man. So I imagine um, probably a couple of years from now, we're going to hear some shit where it's like, Oh, well, uh, well, and, this is if it doesn't happen, you know, next fucking week or whatever, just because, you know, how fucking news comes out. Shit gets leaked and all that. But um, I, I would imagine fucking some we're going to hear some shit where it's like, well, uh, <clears throat> the administration said we had to leave by this date and then we're going to change things to, you know, alter it this way. Can we do it? And then it's going to turn out that there was some, you know, colonel somewhere in a fucking staff meeting doing all the planning saying, uh, yeah, actually, this is what's going to happen if we do this. And then we're going to find out that that general or that colonel got told by a general to, you know, shut up and color and just, Hey, we're just pushing this fucking this way to, you know, pull out, which the whole fucking plan was fucked up anyway, because like we pulled out of, uh, um, Bagram, the biggest fucking airport there, uh, a couple weeks or a month before we fucking started the fucking evacuation. And it's like, if we're going to be evacuating like this, why are we closing all the airports except for one? Why don't we close all the other shit, evacuate everybody and then close the airports? Trevor, I have a question. <clears throat> um, cause like I wonder things as a civilian, but I'm not just going to spew things on Facebook. I don't know the answers to why was all the equipment left back behind. So that equipment, um, that, that one's kind of like a fucking, uh, thing people get mixed up and then like, you know, how old people will take fucking uh shit 
and they'll skew it for their own fucking like political bias, fucking whatever. Um, most of that oh, gear, no, <laughs> oh yeah, I know it's terrible, right? Who could have fucking guessed? But um, most, if not all, that gear that was left behind, it while we made it and we took it over there, like it wasn't ours anymore. We gave that to the Afghan army to defend themselves with after we left, and it wasn't like they took our gear; they took gear that we made and like left there. So like, imagine that. I don't know, fucking like you have a kid and you give your kid like your old fucking truck and then somebody steals the old truck. It's mm -hmm. they didn't take it from you. They took it from your kid, you know? OK, um, <clears throat> that just leads to more questions. Did the Afghan army that we left uh, all this uh, supplies, did they not have any training? How, did they just give in to the cave? What happened there? Well, fucking you have to remember they had 20 years of fucking training. But the thing is, is and we're going to take a little bit of a deep dive on this. So Afghanistan doesn't like technically exist as a state, uh, that land that we call Afghanistan, that shit that India, China, Iran don't fucking want. Um, it was originally part of Pakistan. And then in the 1800s, um, when it became like a, a country for the first time, it was a, uh, British satellite state so that there would be a buffer state between India and Russia because the British were fighting war against Russia and they wanted a neutral country between them. And it kind of only existed because the Brits didn't want to share a border with Russia and the Russians didn't want to share a border with um, Eng England or the Brits. Um, and it's a very tribal fucking uh, uh, community or not community, but a society like it would they, imagine like you go back fucking 200 years and you give the Comanches fucking AK-47s and cell phones like they're they're still fucking you know a tribe and they're the despite you know what other powers might be they're still going to fucking war with um you know the choctaw or the uh uh lakota or whoever like they still got their own fucking like individual um uh like tribal fucking shit so uh pretty much everybody that joined the afghan army the only reason they joined the afghan army is because when you know it came time they have to go do something uh the village elders said hey we're going to either go with the taliban or we're going to go with the fucking uh um afghan army and use all this american shit so like it's it was like per unit it was like you know kind of like one dude's fucking decision on whether or not they're going to do that but then when you think about it fucking not all afghans are taliban but it's they're they're close enough to where it's forgivable to think they're functionally synonymous um because like the way that like islam is in afghanistan as a whole vice taliban uh and their idea of, and like there isn't like a taliban that's kind of like a fucking like thought group you know um or thought process, way, way of thinking, you know, way of practicing a certain type of fucking Islam. But the difference between what's going on in most of Afghan and Taliban is kind of like the difference between like Methodists and Baptists. So like if you're a Methodist and the and the uh, Catholics left and the Baptists fucking took over everything, you're like, ah, oh, well, you know, they're not Catholics, so fuck it. Okay, that's fair. Um, I don't. It's it's one of those situations where the media just painted it essentially to like. Uh, one day, everybody's like, all right, get the fuck out of here. We're done. And just, like, feverishly left. What was the deal with those pictures of, like, people being on airplanes and hanging onto the wheels and shit like that? Uh, so with that, from what I understand, uh, we were evacuating, like, we, we had a list of people we were taking out. Um, and, you know, it wasn't necessarily all, you know, like, Afghan locals. It was uh, people that work at... Um, like non-governmental organizations. So like, you know, the Red Cross or, you know, Doctors Out Borders, that kind of shit. Or um, like those kind of people fucking are other fucking allies, not allies, but like uh, organizational groups that we had. And then okay. at 
the end was supposed to be the military and we were leaving uh afghan i guess people there because quote unquote they didn't want to leave and it's like um, i don't know how much fucking truth's in that especially since fucking there's been other fucking like people that have been get, getting together and putting them on trucks and driving them to one of the other fucking stands in the fucking region just to get them the fuck out but i mean you know fucking that i guess that depends on what fucking uh news you fucking trust um so what happens now that, though, as far as what just with afghanistan like we've been over there for so goddamn long like now that we're getting out of there what what happens and what does that mean for the rest of the world um i mean i i don't know what happens um as far as afghan goes it goes back to being fucking afghanistan um it falls i wouldn't say it falls back into civil war because it hasn't ever been out of civil war um like afghanistan has been in a perpetual state of fucking civil war since for fucking ever it's never been a unified country um like i remember fucking running into fucking people and being like hey so we're doing this in afghanistan they're like what the fuck is afghanistan i'm like you're from afghanistan we're in afghanistan now and they're like no we're in delaram or we're in bakla or we're in nimruz like what the fuck is afghanistan like if you're outside the capital you probably don't know what fucking afghanistan is Mm -hmm. um and like it's it's easy to you know think that you know everywhere else in the world is you know like america Uh, it's not but you know it's easy to think it is at least with as far as information goes but like most most fucking people over there they live in a fucking mud hut they have a farm they have a rifle maybe an ak maybe a fucking bolt action rifle and they have a fucking like nokia cell phone like they don't have the fucking internet now maybe this is my ignorance from being american but what what is the hindrance from bringing modern technology over to those types of lands um, so that's one of those things that you can do kind of, but like one person, one country isn't going to fucking do it. Um, and it's the same there as it is in a lot of other places in, uh, central Asia or Africa or a lot of parts in fucking South America where it's like you show up and you bring fucking, a, tr- uh, uh, I, I guess like the modern worlds to, you know, tribesmen. It's like, Hey, they're a little bit resistant to it. And B, the only way to actually make that work would be to, like, colonize it and bring your own people in and have them do it and then, like, have the locals re-assimilate into your new culture. But we stopped doing fucking uh, colonialism for the most part, like, 100 years ago or so, a couple hundred years ago. Like that. So, so they say. Yeah, but we're not, like, mass deporting or, like, having mass migrations from the host country into the colonized countries to, like, set up new lives. Like, we'll, we'll go send a fucking military somewhere everybody's fucking doing that but like it's not like we're taking a bunch of uh, citizens and saying hey listen you go start a new go homestead out here you know yeah, no. yeah. i imagine that would be uh that would set the twitter world on fire today yeah, yeah. now um let me ask trip have you uh familiarized yourself in, at all with the uh pentagon's release papers about like the ufo shit um only surface level stuff um i have it tabbed but like i haven't read through it because it's x amount of how how many zeros in the pages are there well well that's the thing they uh gave out two different copies one to uh the general public i guess i'll say it is it's supposedly like nine nine pages but the one they sent to whoever the fuck gets the report is like 90 some pages yeah i haven't read it yet 
Okay. I was just curious on, on your, on your thoughts on that. Now, as far as the, uh, Afghanistan thing, uh, I've talked to Dan a lot and he's feeling these types of, uh, you know, what was it all for emotions? And uh, how, do you have any thoughts about feeling like that? I guess. I mean, but the whole thing kind of feels like a bad breakup, but like at the same time, like we all knew it was going to fucking happen and you know, life goes on. We're not the first people to fucking like go fight a war for fucking nothing and come home. But like, so like, say I was over there for like three years, right? Um, I'm 33 years old. If I'm going to base my entire fucking existence off of what, a 10th of my fucking life, like, like move on, go do something else. You know, like you can't be stuck in the fucking past with that kind of shit. No, that's that's great advice. I wish uh, I wish there were more people that would take that. Yeah, I mean that that there's nothing you're gonna do about it. Like, wh- what am I gonna do? Fucking like get in shape again? No. And then like uh, <laughs> go join <laughs> go join Blackwater or some fucking like mercenary fucking group and just go merch shit. It's like nah, dude. Fucking that. No, nah, I'm good. If 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 the uh, the risk wasn't so high, the Blackwater pay rate's pretty decent. Uh, yeah, but you, you also don't have, um, uh, what is it like American forces back up for that kind of shit. And if you get fucking strung up on this, on a fucking bridge and burnt alive, that's on you. Like that's yeah. how fucking, uh, the battle of Fallujah started. Oh, and, uh, I didn't know that. Yeah. Fucking, um, um, uh, whatever insurgent group was there fucking, uh, got some Blackwater dudes fucking hung them up from a fucking bridge and set them on fire. And then, you know, a month after that, you know we were like, all right, so we should probably go take this town down. You know, it, it, <laughs> that's so wild. It's, uh, it, it's enough. It would be enough of a fear for mine as a soldier to get caught out there, but as a, a, a mercenary getting caught out there with having no backup, that's just a wild thought. Yeah. And it's like fucking like, yeah, you know, at some point somebody's going to get revenge on you or, you know, just for you. But like, that doesn't stop you from, that doesn't undead you. Yeah. Um, when I think about those types of situations too, I feel like sometimes death is the easy way out compared to some of the potential torture. Oh yeah. No, they'll, they'll get fucking brutal with that shit. Like they ain't got no Geneva convention. You know what? This is probably another failing of the, of the public school system. I always hear about the Geneva convention. And from what I understand, it's like, human rights and shit but what is it exactly and and what does it oversee as a whole uh so it's supposed to be like the rules of war and you know what you are and are not allowed to do like and most of the time those rules get written after the after somebody did the shit and they're like say like the fire bombings in japan right like so like when we bombed hiroshima and nagasaki yeah that was bad but what did a lot more damage to them was uh, what, what was called firebombing. So we'd drop a fucking bomb and instead of it, you know, exploding, it would just set a huge fire. And since most of Japan at the time, their buildings were made from fucking wood, it burnt Japan to the fucking ground. And then after the war, we're like, okay, so yeah, no nuking anybody. Also, no more firebombing because uh, that's super destructive. Also, while we're at it, let's say uh, no chemical warfare type shit. But it's also one of those things where uh, the only people that abide by it are people that signed it. And you only really abide by it when you can't get away with doing the thing you want to do. And even if you do violate that, like y- one of the things you weigh into it is like, well, who's going to come after me for that? Like, what are the repercussions of me doing this? Like we all said, like we all said kicking a dog is bad. But <laughs> if no one, if no one beats my ass for kicking the dog, then I can kick the dog. 
Okay, you see, that's another weird thing. Rules for war. Yeah. Like, I, growing up, I always thought war, boom, you're supposed to go destroy whatever adversary was in your path. Yeah. I don't... I just... That doesn't make much sense to me. Well, think of it like... Uh... Like like World War One, right? Like all the fucking like uh, chemical warfare, you know, everybody was using against each other. Like after that war, everyone's like, "All right, hey, so that sucked. Um, we'll agree to not use that if you agree not to use that." Salutation shades, and welcome back to your one-stop shop for all things strange and unusual. Talking with shadows, the conversation everyone has but no one wants to admit to. Here with your host Vic Whaley and Marcus D. Now come along with us as we explore the most obscure things our universe has to offer. We specialize in helping people make sense of the most bizarre phenomenon you'll ever come across. You'll get all the great topics such as UFOs, cryptids, and psychic phenomenon but also some stories that are so spectacular, they scare people to believe that they're true. Now take a seat, and welcome to the One Candle Society. But always remember, keep believing. Because we'll keep listening. And then nobody that, you know, signed that has used chemical warfare since then. Okay. I mean, I mean, you can make an argument for the Nazis, but like they didn't—they didn't use it on the battlefield. They only did it in their death camps, which is fucking weird to me. And I don't understand the fucking Nazis at the fuck all with any of their fucking logic. But like, um, that's a good the, thing, man. Yeah, any of the proxy wars that fucking like say us and the Soviet Union had, we didn't violate those rules in those countries that we were, you know, like Korea, Vietnam, fucking Afghanistan in the eighties. Fucking, you know, we didn't. Uh, neither one of us, you know, violated those fucking things against each other. You know what I mean? Okay. Okay, I guess that makes a little bit more sense, but then people don't come up with it until after they do it. And, yeah. Okay. Like, and fucking, hey, no, no pulling out people's fucking uh, fingernails and sticking bamboo in their dick. But no one would have thought to write that. Uh, somebody did it, you know? Oh, man. That's, you know what? If, if I'm engaged in anything, I'm going to make sure that's in the rule book no matter what it is at this point. <laughs> yeah, well, you should also be glad that your dick doesn't have a nail on it. But you have to clip or get ungrown hairs on and shit. Oh my god! Like this grows uh, out of your foreskin. <laughs> how did we get here? Oh, <laughs> the problem is now I'm trying to think. Like, would it grow like where the foreskin grows? Would it start growing underneath like the little mushroom cap and grow over? What's this nail looking like? Like, like, then, like look, look at the back of your thumb and then like imagine your dick, but like where your head is, you have a fucking like nail on top of it. Imagine the shit you would get under your nail. Oh, God, dude. You have to get, like, the the little, like, nut fucking ice pick thing that you crack pecans open with. Uh, <laughs> taking a trip to the nail salon would be a completely different experience. Yeah. Let's see. You have your uh, Manny Petty peenie. <laughs> I need a... I, I just need a peenie today. <laughs> it's the only nail I clip is my penis nail. Oh, what the fuck? You know what? I didn't come on here to talk about penis nails, but now that's all. <laughs> now we're here, man. <laughs> and and I'm seeing, you know, those fancy design, those pointy nails with yep. like they can put like watermelon on it. I'm seeing penises with watermelon fingernails. And you know that should be tricked out. Oh man, you got to have diamonds on your penis fingers. <laughs> I knew a guy who had a uh, Mario mushroom tattooed on the tip of his penis. Good for him. Yeah, man, he and he had a uh, 
a ball sack tattoo with, I believe it was a heart. That that would be painful. Oh man, I don't know. How, well, he said he had to do the uh, the tattoo on the tip fully erect. Yeah, and, that, and and that was the hardest part. <laughs> I didn't mean upon that. Unintended. <laughs> <laughs> but like, right. that's some intense ass shit. Yeah, you know, I'm, tattoo. I'm, I'm, I'm really surprised that I haven't found anybody anywhere like, uh, you know, some fucking like porn star with like fucking like foot long fucking cock with like the shark teeth tattooed on the end from like a World War Two airplane. <laughs> oh, that'd be cool as hell. <laughs> that'd be cool as shit. If I had a bigger penis, I might try that. <laughs> a lot of people talk about the face tattoo, but I feel like the genital tattoo is a much bigger commitment. You know, I might paint that next. A fucking like, big throbbing cock with the fucking shark teeth on the end. <laughs> Trip, actually, uh, give me like a month, but I'll, I'll take it. All right. I'm dead serious. Like, that's a dope tattoo. <laughs> that's a dope painting, too. I, I'm thinking about tattoos, paintings. I'm all fucked up. So, Trip, tell us more about uh, what's been going on with you. You said you got three books. You've released an album. What's going on with your paintings and commission, man? Because you have been doing some dope shit. Thank you. Um, yeah, no, fucking, uh, I just kind of resigned myself to fucking, like, at least, like, try to get a painting done a day. But if you don't get it done in a day, you know, fuck it. Like, you know, it could take two or three days, you know, depending on how big it is. And mostly I've been working on, uh, I guess, smaller-ish paintings. So, like, you know, 10 by 20 inches. So maybe about half the size of the one that uh, you got. Okay. Um, and, you know, you can, you can get through one of those in a day if you know you don't have a job and that's all you're fucking doing <laughs> but uh what, what I've, I've been doing with that is uh you know i've been taking in commissions for people that you know fucking want whatever it is painted you know paint that for them and then if uh, i don't have any commissions at the time you know i paint whatever the fuck else i want and, you know sometimes the other shit sells sometimes it fucking doesn't and uh yeah just been kind of fucking like living off that like uh i'm not doing too much better than just paying my bills right now but i don't have a job and my bills are paid from doing that shit so you're winning, man. The uh, the stuff you've been doing with like the darker colors with the soldiers has been amazing. Thank you, thank you. Yeah. yeah it, do you have like uh, I don't know? Do you have periods of inspiration? Like w when you go to paint something outside of commission, where does like a just an in the air painting come from? Um, it most of the time it's just uh, whatever I feel like painting that day, or. Uh, for my laziness, I have a folder on my computer just called like reference images, and it's got a couple thousand just pictures I found on the internet. And you know, if I don't know what I want to paint that day, I'll scroll through that, find one or find two or three, you know, kind of combine the ideas in them together, and then you know, paint that. So I don't have to sit there and think about what I want to do. I kind of have like a already, uh, like um, kind of like a fucking like warehouse of ideas just kind of like stored away to come back to later. Trip the painting I want is two penises. One with the bullet teeth, the other one painted like uh, the bullet off of Mario Brothers. <laughs> right. Both going opposite way. <laughs> that is that. Okay, and now is it correct? And I believe someone was telling me that your uh, commissions really picked up and your book sales picked up quite a bit uh, from your TikTok. Yeah, um, which is kind of weird because fucking like I was really hesitant towards TikTok just because I thought it was dumb. Um, like I loved Vine, but then as soon as I got on Vine, it died like a month after I got on. So I figured I'd join TikTok and this will die too. And like I don't have like a giant following over there, but it's it, it's enough to, you know, 
get shit out the door. That's what's up, man. What what do you post on there outside? Is it just because uh, I don't have TikTok, but is it um just like stuff about your book or are you doing challenges too? Uh, I haven't done any challenges, but it's a lot of like whatever the fuck I want to do. Um, like uh, there, there's a lot of things I'll do where they have a thing called a uh, stitch where like you take ten seconds of somebody else's video and you add that or you start off with that and then you like make your own video after that and it's presented to everyone else as like one fucking thing and uh you can get like really argumentative in that um so like i I got a lot of following by just fucking telling people that communism doesn't work and they don't know what fascism is that's bad but like fucking it's not any different than what you're fucking uh explaining fucking communism as and you're a bunch of fucking idiots and i get a bunch of hate followers which is great because they still see my shit and when you, it doesn't matter fucking if they're there to love you or hate you. Fucking a follower is a follower, and the algorithm will treat it as a fucking follower and suggest you to new people. That's great, man. Hate on this guy. It's like you know what? I hate this guy so much. I'm gonna support his fucking art. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> that that's that's great, man. So, how, what's your what's your uh, what's your following like, and how long you been on there? On TikTok. Yeah. So TikTok, I think I've been on there since December, so coming up on a year, and I think I'm at about sixty-four thousand followers. Oh wow! Which is different because on TikTok, that's not a lot of followers. Okay. Okay. Like, well, uh, so like, <clears throat> you know how like uh, say like on Facebook, like uh, for a big following, you have to have like a hundred thousand followers. Like on Instagram, it's about ten thousand. Um, TikTok is very encourage the app is very encouraging to make you follow different people like you you have two different timelines on there too like you have one where it's just people you follow and they have another one called the for you page which is people you don't follow but you might like um and most of the time i just scroll through the fucking for you page because it's like people i don't fucking know you know um videos i haven't fucking seen like uh that other fucking side of the fucking algorithm and then fucking you see something you like okay i'll go follow that guy so it's it's very encouraging to get people to follow you more there like as to where like with like say instagram or facebook for somebody to see your stuff that doesn't follow you somebody pretty much has to like that already follows you has to fucking send them one of your posts you know what i mean okay okay i get what you're saying you know i've wanted to get on there uh one of these days what i'm gonna do is uh take like little clips from each and every episode and just upload them that wouldn't be a bad idea yeah because i like i'm not a I'm not a short video guy, you know, I, I don't have rants, I don't have real strong opinions on a lot of things. Yeah, but I mean, you seem to be doing pretty well, fucking, like, what, where are you at on your podcast, man? Like, how many episodes is this? This is, I think, is going to be episode 71. Nice. Yeah, so this is moving along. Uh, Murder States of Mine with Dan Brady is going very well, actually. Yeah, fucking, I heard Dan talking about that a month ago, I said you guys are blown up. Yeah, it, it's it's got quite a, you know, quite a little following, and it's it's only growing, and uh, we're trying to get to CrimeCon next year. Where's that at? It, it's held in Vegas next year. Oh, nice. Oh, yeah, so it traveled. Yeah. Nice. As I guess as presenters or something, I don't fucking know. That still be cool to go to, and you know, fucking like uh, meet all the other people that do that in person, you know. You know, I guess it turns into you do something enough and you like something enough that you eventually become more knowledgeable than you realize. Yeah. And I guess that became uh, me with serial killers 
and sometimes paranormal stuff. Well, I mean, they kind of go hand in hand. I mean, you know, fucking murder fucking kills fucking 14 people in a place. The place is haunted now. Now we got to yeah. send in the Ghost Adventures guys. Somebody else is going to come in and write a book. Or the Ghostbusters. And, and this all stemmed from, like, somebody's mom not liking them fucking enough. So, <laughs> yeah. No, that's that's the craziest thing. I've been called on to do a couple different uh, guest appearances on other podcasts for paranormal stuff as a quote-unquote expert. Really? Well, good for you then. Yeah, I was uh, I, I was on uh, expert on the Men in Black, the real Men in Black, and uh, apparently I was an expert on the Adrenochrome conspiracy. And yeah, I, I couldn't really get too deep into the Adrenochrome conspiracy because, like, I got surface level. I'm like, all right, yeah, I, I guess I could see how you thought something up out of that, but I, I kind of thought it was disinteresting. Oh my god, it's one of those ones that it's it's just so fucking stupid. Yeah. Because, like, the closest thing to, like, any reality of it would be, like, uh, what they call in boxing is blood doping. Yeah. Where you take out, you know, blood, and then once it replenishes, put it back in. But, like, this shit with the children and, and scaring them and killing them just to get that little bit, it's it's just, people are crazy, and they want to believe that, like, the world is so fucked up, and that's why they failed. Yeah, well, the other thing, too, with that is I think that a lot of people want to believe in conspiracy theories because even though they might not like who's in charge, you know, the fucking Illuminati or whatever, like it gives them that assurance that someone is in charge. And the thing is, is no one is in charge. And while certain things move in certain directions and it is probably not good for humanity as a whole, like... There wasn't one dude like the Wizard of Oz, you know, behind a fucking curtain pulling fucking levers to make it fucking happen. It just fucking grew out of fucking society. Yeah, and, and you know, since there's pedophiles and pedophile rings, they automatically connect the two. It's like, oh, the pedophiles are using them to scare them. And it's just a bunch. It, it takes away from actual victims of uh, pedophile rings, honestly. Yeah. You know, which I don't know him personally, but like, that's how you convolute shit. Yeah. You're never going to well, get the truth if everything's fucking stupid. Yeah, but at the same time, though, there are some quote-unquote conspiracy theories that like are fucking real and did fucking happen. Like, oh, um, absolutely. Yeah, except for like once it happens, it stops being a conspiracy theory and starts being an incident. And it's like, well, what? How much of these other conspiracy theories are fucking real and were like just? Like, they haven't, like, released the paperwork saying that it actually happened, you know? Remember when Sinead O'Connor ripped up the Pope's picture on SNL? She was doing a live performance. She was the musical guest. And she ripped up the Pope's paint picture. And she was doing it to protest, like, child sexual abuse in the Catholic Church. And she got banned for life uh, from SNL because of that shit. Turns out, she was right all the time. I think I lost your audio trip. You, I think you went out on me. Can you hear me now? Yes, sir. Okay, my bad. Uh, yeah, no. Um, that, that's kind of like my thing though too, with like um, uh, both Nostradamus and Alex Jones. Like, if you say enough shit, some of it's gonna be real. Now, whether or not you knew that was gonna be real, or you were just saying some fucking shit and it happened to fucking happen. It kind of goes in hand, like, um, and then like the thing with Nostradamus is like most of that, most of the interpretations of that are fucking like straight up bullshit, and then like oh, you yeah. have 
through loops to fucking uh, connect the fucking two. It's so vague. Everything's so vague. Yeah, and then the ones that like aren't vague, this happened. Like, um, what is it? There, I forget what the fucking quatrain is, but there's one that everyone points to that's saying uh, Nostradamus predicted, you know, World War II because there was a German guy and a dude named Hister, and they were, you know, out on the, you know, whatever fucking thing. But it's like, uh, Hister is the um, old Italian word for the Danube, so that's really just about some Visigoth on that river. That that doesn't fucking mean anything. Yeah, no, everything with Nostradamus, you know, like they'll equate it to, oh, he chariots and horses, they mean fucking tanks are coming in. It's like, no, if he would have meant that and he was really predicting the future, that's what the fuck he would have said. I grew yeah. up on, uh, my mom would get the tabloids every week, Star Globe, oh, Empire. Well, I would always get the Weekly World News, the one with Bat Boy. And it was always shit about the coming apocalypse, Bat Boy. And fucking Nostradamus's predictions coming true. Yeah, I love those. The same thing with the fucking um, biblical ones, which those ones are a little bit more on the nose because, like, they do say specific shit in the Bible, and it's like, okay, that happened. Um, but that's also stuff that could have happened due to wishful fucking thinking, and it was written three thousand years ago. And when they wanted it to happen, when they wrote it they were expecting that to happen like within the next hundred years of them living. And it's like, well, I mean, you're a couple thousand years off. Um, interesting that you said that though, cause it happened, but what is the mark of a successful cult? And it's no solidified end date. There is a coming end. We just don't know when that's how you keep the people enraptured. Yeah. That, that well, I think the mark of a successful cult is once it gets past the cult stage and becomes a religion. That's true. Uh, like Scientology is not a cult anymore. It's a religion. Same thing with like... Mormonism. Uh, yeah. Although I don't want to talk too much shit about the Mormons just because like, yeah, they might have some like weird beliefs, but like I've never met one that I thought was an asshole. So it's kind of like, well, you, 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 I'm not going to knock y'all because y'all are cool, you know? Yeah, I'm not shitting on the Mormons specifically. It's just the fact that... And, and if we could trace Christianity back and have this relevance, I'm sure I'd feel the same way. But the fact that we know Joseph Smith and he was a bit of a fucking shyster is the fact where I'm like, yeah, Mormonism is fucking stupid. And then L. Ron Hubbard, don't get me started on Scientology. L. Ron Hubbard knew it was a fucking cult, warned people he was going to start a cult, start a religion. Get the fuck out of here. I don't understand how people can believe in that shit. So um, I don't know this. This is just a theory. Um, I think that Scientology started off as a money laundering scheme. Um, not 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 revenue, but laundering. And then um, the higher levels of it know that it's all fucking money laundering. And then, you know, the, the, the younger people coming up in it, you know, they don't know any fucking different or they don't they don't know any fucking better because, you know, they're not privy to the secrets and the mysteries of the whatever the fuck you want to call it, you know. Well, what's it like 60 70 years old something like that and that's that's giving it a long breath but when you're born into that uh level of thinking and your parents buy into it it's easier to accept then yeah yeah because you don't know anything different and you're uh what what is it what is the thing you gotta uh, i think it starts with a c your your something levels oh um where you gotta hold the little rods yeah yeah i don't know what that's called i, I would recognize the name Dianetics? Di well, Dianetics is the process. Okay. 
Dianetics is the process of it. I, I can't remember the names of the little rods, but like just all that nonsense. And then the way they harass people and the way they like shake people down that yeah. either get out of it or try and expose it. It's, it's fucking ridiculous. It's like yeah. a criminal organization. Yeah. At least the mafia is mostly Catholic shit. <laughs> <laughs> like, like, here's the thing about that shit though. is like when you go back into the older religions, like, I don't know, man. I wasn't around 4,000 years ago. Maybe God did come down and talk to the sheep herder. I don't fucking know. But I can tell you that this guy that lived in the 50s. Yeah, that, that's the thing. I can't disprove, you know, anything about, like, say, Jesus, or I can't speak on Muhammad because it's so far gone. It's so far yeah. away. You know, I fuck, I don't know anything about the first 50 or however many popes there are. I don't know anything about the fucking popes. But I can research Joseph Smith fairly well. We know yeah. all about L. Ron Hubbard's life. Yeah. And, and like most of the popes you could Google, but like fucking the vast majority of them have like six paragraph long fucking Wikipedia pages. And it's like, okay, so we know nothing about this motherfucker. Got it. Yeah. You know, are you, can I ask what religion were you raised in if you were raised in one at all? Um, so we bounced around with that. So like there was some Baptist, some Presbyterian, some, other fucking shit so like fucking like vaguely protestant i guess um okay. and i guess that's where i'd stay with it like um like, like i am a christian i believe in god i don't necessarily think the bible's correct about a lot of shit um mc auto detailing is a home-based detailing company located in aliquippa pennsylvania at mc auto we take care of all of your detailing needs from a basic hand wash to a complete makeover of your vehicle. Busy schedule? MC Auto is also mobile. You can get your vehicle detailed in the comfort of your own home. With a five-star rating on Google, we treat your vehicle as if it was our own. For a free quote and more information, contact MC Auto on Facebook and Instagram at MC Auto Detailing LLC or call 724-462-4863. MC Auto Detailing. Who doesn't like a clean car? Um, and you can take that however the fuck you want, but like, especially like the version like we have, and I don't mean like, you know, how it's written. I just mean like how it's fucking translated. Like, um, uh, so like in most English fucking Bibles, you know, it starts off like in the beginning, God created the heaven and the earth, but in, um, like the actual, like old fucking, like, uh, what, like Hebrew, Aramaic, whatever the fuck it was written in. Um, that the first line is when God began creating the heaven and the earth and those are two completely fucking different implications so it's like well you might think that's small but if you're reading into it for a fucking religious reason there's a giant fucking difference there so what else is fucking different and i'm not gonna go learn hebrew to figure it out i'm just gonna yeah. I, I'm, not, I'm just gonna go with the thing where it's like hey listen i've i am fortunate enough in my life to know that god likes me like God might love other people. He likes me. So I'm going to be cool with God. Got to be cool with me. Hopefully we'll keep that up. You don't want to learn ancient Greek? No, 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 I don't. At the fuck all. Um, <laughs> when, I, when I was in college, I took German because like, we had to, we had to do a fucking different language um, for three semesters. Um, I didn't want to learn a new alphabet. And out of what Greek, French, and Spanish, um, Germany has like the best media. So instead of like 
reading the fucking textbook, I can go try to translate Ramstein fucking lyrics or like watch German movies as to where like you can't really do that with French or Spanish because uh, their media sucks. The language in, in, in Spanish especially is so fucking fast. Yeah. Well, the other thing too, though, is like German is fucking English. Like it's it's straight up fucking English. Like it's very little fucking. Like the grammar is a little bit different, but like most of the words are the fucking same. And if the words aren't the same, they're close enough to be like, okay, that's where that word fucking came from. So like, um, trip. I'm gonna push back a little bit on this, brother. So, <laughs> I've never heard anyone speak in German and and relatively even understand what the fuck they were trying to convey. Okay, so uh, I'm gonna I'm gonna say something for you in German, and I want want you to know, or I want you, want you to figure out if if you can say what I'm saying. You ready? Yeah. Here comes this sun. Here comes the sun. Here comes the sun. Yes. Okay. I mean, that's that's a great <laughs> example for your argument. That is a phenomenal example. I'll okay. I'll put it to you this way. Most of my German is either. Uh, people doing bad impressions or videos of Hitler giving speeches. Okay, well, the, the videos of Hitler is doing speeches, like, that's different because, like, he's ranting. And B, I don't know what side of YouTube you're on, but most of the Hitler rants that I get up are from a certain fucking channel, and it's all parody shit. And at that point, a lot of it's just gibberish. <laughs> or it's the same lines from the fucking movie. They just, like, you know, re-splice the fucking audio. And they give it completely different subtitles. That's that's fair. I never I never watch it with subtitles. I just the, you know what I'll give you the reason I watch it is like agree with him or not, which I don't agree with him obviously. But yeah. the man had passion in his voice. Well, he was the that I'm aware of uh, the most successful public speaker in history. Weird title that I would have not given to him, but you may be correct on that. Well, I mean, like, like, dude, how are you going to get that many people to do that kind of shit if you're not good at talking? Mm. No, that's that's a hell of a point. I never thought of it that way. Which is why you should never trust slick talking politicians. Actually, you shouldn't trust politicians in general, but like especially ones that are good at talking. Yeah, no, I <laughs> yeah, give me a piece of shit politician that can't talk over anything. Yeah, I, oh, man, oh, man. Oh, you know, and I don't know where you stand on this, but that whole, uh, since you mentioned it, AOC wore that tax the rich dress to the Met Gala, yeah. and I've seen people getting all incised that she was uh, there. It's not like she paid for a ticket. No, she, no. She, she's she a politician. Yeah. And so, like, people just go on and rent. I believe she got the dress for free as well. Yes, and she got her dress from uh, a famous uh, whatever fashion designer who's a giant tax evader. You know what? As much as I, as much as I don't, oh man, that's pretty baller. Yeah, that's pretty, that's pretty spit in the establishment space right there. You know what? If I ever make it, I'm gonna do whatever I can to pay as little taxes as possible, and I would try and do dope shit like that. Well, I mean, are you, are you not already doing that, man? Like fucking, uh, j like claim all the shit you buy as a fucking business expense, and then fucking when you go to H and R Block in February, be like, I bought this for work. You can't tax me for it. Yeah, no. I mean, yeah, but but it, once you get on a bigger scale, you get to play a little bit different games with taxes. Well, once you get on a bigger scale, you get to pay different taxes with uh, a lot of shit. Like, not only do you not pay your taxes, but if you want a fucking 14-year-old girl delivered right to your house, they'll bring her to you. <laughs> <laughs> 
if I was a if I was a notorious tax evader and I made it as a stand up, my tax my uh, stand up albums would be called like Tax the Rich, Taxation is Theft, just shit shit egging people on, <laughs> tax the churches. Oh. Now, see, I, no, I, I kind of disagree with that one though because if you tax the churches, that means that they can start lobbying, and I don't want the churches lobbying in Congress. But let's be honest, the, the church agendas are being lobbied for anyways. Yeah, but like fucking if you make it to where there are a point in the government where a lot of revenue is coming from, they'll have a bigger say in what the government does. <laughs> well, I mean, you're right about that, but you're not thinking about the cabal. You brought up uh, Alex Jones before as well. Yeah. As one of those guys that if you say enough things, some of it's going to be true. He throws a lot of shit against the fan, but I feel like most of the things he says when he's not raging drunk uh, have some sense to it outside of, like, the big Sandy Hook shit and, yeah. like, the sound bites. You know, they're turning the frogs gay type shit. Well, I mean, no, they, they, that, that, that one's a fucking real thing, though. Fucking whatever chemicals we're putting into, uh, um, uh, not we are, but, like, uh, that they use for fucking fertilizer. It doesn't turn the frogs gay, but it does make uh, some of them infertile. So other frogs, because they're amphibians, they can do this. They, like, change their fucking sex. So, like, there are transsexual frogs now because of the fertilizer we use. So that's that's a real <laughs> thing. It sounds ridiculous when he says it, but, like, no, that's a real thing. No, I, I get that. And the way you explained it, even with the funny shit at the end, makes more sense. But when you're when you're when you're two and a half handles deep, of whiskey and you got your shirt off and you're sweating and you're screaming. They're turning the frogs gay. <laughs> your message is going to get uh, convoluted. Well, the other thing with that though, is like, I don't know if that's the fucking thing. Like I've seen that sound clip, but I haven't gone back and watched that episode. So I don't know that he didn't fucking like explain that for two hours before he got on his fucking tangent. Cause like his show's like 12 hours fucking long. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know how he does that. Like fucking love him or hate him. Like that's some fucking energy. I have so much respect for that man. Like not in his content, but in his like work ethic, oh, if I yeah, tried dude. to sit and scream at a TV with just a bottle of fucking liquor and rage for 12 hours, I, two hours in, I'd be passed out. Yeah, fuck, I, we need to be doing that. We need to get on that level. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Johnny Smith here. Inquisitive minds. We're asking what the fuck is really going on here? There's transsexual frogs in the world. I don't <laughs> understand. Once, once I get to the point where I can move masses and legitimately rile people up about the sexuality of animals, I know I've made it. Now, <clears throat> the other thing, though, that uh, you're not uh, putting into the fucking equation is uh, I used to have this farm, right? And uh, back on this farm, we had pigs, but we didn't have the uh, uh, the right materials to you know, process the pigs, right? So I just go I had to go out there with a hammer, hit them in the head, and then chop them up with my uh, K-bar, you know, to, to get, get the bacon off of them. But while we're doing that, like, uh, you know, it's out in the barn, there's a bunch of mice, and all the mice eat all the... Uh, well, yeah, you know, the feed for the for the pigs. But uh, since uh, we wanted really aggressive cats, we only got male cats. And since there weren't any female cats around, all the male cats started fucking each other. So <laughs> what I'm putting together here is uh, I don't have the proper equipment to slaughter pigs. And that's turning my fucking cats into fucking rapist homosexuals. Jesus Christ. And don't get me wrong. I, I love the gays. Nothing wrong with gays. My best friend's gay. But um, it ain't right what we're doing to the cats. <laughs> He is such a he is such a funny little fella. Have you ever seen or heard him discussing like 
his father's job growing up with NASA and all that other shit? Um, vaguely, probably on somebody else's podcast, but like fucking his fucking shit, like whether he's on a Joe Rogan or Andrew Schultz or fucking whoever the fuck he's talking to, he's coherent for about 30 seconds at a time. And then you get like the start of a rant. And then whoever's hosting should like, Alex, Alex, calm down. I was like, I can't calm down. We're done. Like, no, no, that's not what we're talking about, man. On the Joe Rogan episodes, it's like he somehow turns it up to a thousand and is like just excited to be there. Well, I mean, they've been friends since the fucking 90s, I think. So I He's mean, like, like, Joe, choke me out right now. Right now. You want to yeah. fight? We can fight right Like, Alex, calm the fuck down. Well, one of the other things I'll say about that kind of shit, though, is um, like I like my my my, my, my friend group is across the fucking political spectrum. Um, and even though I would say I'm probably more on the right than anything, uh, most of my friends are fucking tankies. Um, but like, does that, uh, mean, does that mean leftists? No, that means like whatever's left of left, like apologize for Stalin type fucking left. <laughs> I'm not um, apologizing for Stalin, folks. Yeah, no, there, there are people out there that do that shit. But um, no, but well, see, the problem with Joe Rogan is that like he'll have people like Alex Jones on and like you know give him a platform to fucking you know spew his fucking shit. It's like you know that Joe Rogan's the guy that made Alex Jones apologize for a Sandy Hook shit, right? Like, he said, I'm not going to be friends with you until you, again, like, I'm never going to see you again unless you fucking apologize for that shit. And then Alex Jones, like, like, granted, you know, he still said all that fucking dumb shit, but, like, and nobody knows that he fucking apologized for it, you know, minus, like, you know, fucking, like, five fucking people, like, you and me included. Yeah, yeah. (laughs) But the reason he apologized that is because Joe Rogan was like, stop being a fucking idiot. Yeah, I agree. I I definitely agree that was taking it over the edge with that uh, Sandy Hook stuff. Because, like, that's a delicate topic. Even if the situation is a false flag, you're going to be real hard-pressed to prove that shit with school shootings. Yeah, and, like, I I don't think that, like, you would have to show me some fucking fucked-up shit for me to think that was a fucking false flag attack. Like, I mean, yeah, like... Now, granted, there has been some. Sh- I haven't read the whole book yet, but I've listened to uh, the dude talk a bit. Um, but he did. Um, he wrote a book about MK Ultra, and uh, had he was like a cunt hair short of proving that the whole reason the whole Charlie Manson thing happened was because the CIA was fucking like making him fucking do it. And it's like that's that's not real, man. That that might be conspiracy, oh. but like that's like there's a lot of fucking evidence here for that. So like I, I've yeah, heard that maybe, guy. But somebody's got to write a thousand-page book to fucking like show me the fucking evidence on that shit. You know what I mean? Yeah, like, that that like, guy has fucking... some very compelling evidence to to make it look like the uh, U.S. Yeah. government was behind uh, uh, what's a fucking little fast Eddie Charlie Manson. Yeah. So like, if you wanted me to think that Sandy Hook was a false flag, you'd have to have a guy like that write take twenty years to write a fucking thousand-page book about it. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, absolutely. E- even after you tell me that too, I'm not going to go up to the parents. Yeah. What's what's the uh, the odds I get the one person whose child actually? I don't know. I'm getting off on a tangent. I don't want anybody to think that we're saying Sandy Hook was a false no, flag. No, no, um, no. That's that's. And, and even at that point, like, um, if if you did go to the parents, it wouldn't be like, a, oh, your kids died for nothing. It was like, listen, this is what happened. I have the proof of this to happen. Um. Nothing's gonna change unless we do something about it. So I want you to throw your cell phone in the river. I'm gonna teach you how to shoot real quick, and we're gonna go pull a Lee Harvey Oswald. Yeah. All right, Trip. Couple things out before we get out of here. First and foremost, 
Promo the shit out of yourself, man. Every social media, everything you got for sale, name it all. All right. So the easiest way to fucking find me on any social media is just go to smokefairytales.com. They're all on the fucking top. And that's, you know, Facebook, Instagram, TikTok, Twitter, all that fucking shit. Though I'm not I'm not really big or active on Twitter and I'm banned on Facebook right now. So like Instagram's really the fucking place to go. Um then uh, I got a novel series called Smoke at Fairy Tales. There's six books out, nine. I'm sorry. <clears throat> excuse me. Uh, three more are coming soon, so there will be nine by the end of the year. Oh, man, excuse me. Fucking, uh, they're a, uh, uh, they're kind of a military sci-fi, but they're also dark humor, and each different book is its own different genre. Um, it just follows the same characters. Um, after that, fucking look for me on fucking Spotify or iTunes. Um, just fucking trip there fucking i had an album that came out recently called battle damage assessment um it's got generally positive fucking reviews um as does sweat down your back that came out earlier this year um though they're a little bit different uh sweat down your backs like a you know slow fucking like bar rock and then um battle damage assessment which is mostly about fucking uh uh you know like military life and a lot of fucking uh afghanistan shit especially the fucking last track that's uh more like synth rock so yeah, that's where I'm at. Oh, also, fucking, um, you can go check out any of my fucking uh, art paintings and all that stuff on uh, smokewithfairytales.com, and I'm open for commissions if you want me to slap some paint around on something. And then also, since I'm since I'm here on this, I want to rant about something else, um, <laughs> which I kind of think is funny, but also kind of fucking frustrating, where it's like fucking, like, somebody wants a fucking painting, and they're like, all right, so I want this, this, that, and whatever. I'm like, all right, cool. Um, That's going to be, you know, fucking 500 bucks. I'm like, 500 bucks? I'm like, well... It's going to cost me $100 to ship it to you, and I got to spend $100 on material, and then Uncle Sam needs his cut too. So, like, uh, yeah, it's, it's going to be that much. Sorry, fucking. If I could give it to you for free, I would, but, you know, there's expenses that goes into that, and I also have to fucking buy food and beer and cigarettes. So, you know, there. <laughs> you also have podcasts still? Yes, yeah. Um, Trip Smoke Pit, uh, fucking anywhere you listen to fucking podcasts. Um. I don't have any fucking schedule right now. I need to get back on it. Um, but I just did my 50th fucking uh, 50th episode. Um, I had on a couple of other writers that I, uh, you know, fucking like both like and respected buddies of mine. Um, Michelle Packard, who wrote the Aesop, Stair, Aesop Stories uh, novels, which are spy novels. Imagine uh, Sex in the City, but like John Wick's the main character. Um, and then... Uh, my buddy Damian Larkin, Irish author, he wrote uh, Big Red and Blood Red Sand, which are about a secret space program to go take Mars back from Nazis. You know, along that lines, I read a book years ago called The Amber Room. It was about finding uh, the Nazis' lost room that was all made of amber and shit. Very fascinating story. Uh, the one they stole from uh, St. Petersburg. Yes. Yeah. Yes. So that, uh, like, uh, military history type mystery shit pretty interesting stuff um trip yeah no you know what i i I'm, I'm right on there with the rant with you because people uh don't think art of any type uh costs money we're all trying to make a living here whether it be performance art or physical art uh pay fucking people what they deserve because it's not just the painting you know it's the hours that got put into painting it it's the materials it's the time it's the years spent perfecting the craft pay your fucking artists or don't enjoy art you piece of shit well then like a lot of people like on our level we're doing it for pretty cheap like fucking um i have had paintings that i've sold for like two grand but like the vast majority of them are like 
150, 250 bucks. And that's yeah, like, I, well, like shipping and shit fucking included. I don't get paid uh, a significant amount for most of my stand up shows, you know, a little bit here and there, but you got to start somewhere. But fucking pay your artist, you piece of shit. Seriously. Yeah. Even if it's just the cover tab. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Just give at least give me a goddamn beer. Um, Trip, I always ask everybody, give me a piece of advice for the listeners. It uh, doesn't have to be about anything specific, just something that sits well in your heart. Um, I will absolutely do that. Um, hold on. I fucking found this thing the other day and it made perfect fucking sense to me. And let me just pull it up real quick if it wants to. Okay. Maybe the universe isn't really testing you. Maybe it's giving you an opportunity to practice who you say you are. It's not too bad. I like that. I found that on somebody's Instagram. So motivational quote for the day. Shout out to the random Instagrammer out there putting true shit out. Yeah. I like that because, you know, everybody's Billy Badass until it's time to be Billy Badass. Yeah. Well, yeah. And that's the fucking thing. It's like fucking like, I'm so fucking hard. I'm so fucking tough. My my, my boyfriend doesn't love me. It's like, what happened to being tough? (laughs) What what happened? Like, oh, yeah, I I get it. Everyone has to be fucking vulnerable every fucking now and again. And you got to have your fucking like mopes because you can't have your mountains. That your fucking valleys, but if you're gonna be Billy Badass and you're gonna talk shit about being Billy Badass, be Billy Badass. Yeah, you heard it here first, folks. Uh, Trip, thank you so much for coming on, my man. Dude, thank you. Any any fucking time, and then I gotta get you online sometime soon because fucking I don't have any dates set up. <laughs> I am a whore for anything publicity, so Sounds just good. let me know the word. Well, fuck, um, we'll do it right now if you want. <laughs> uh, I got to meet somebody at five, but I'm free okay. after that if you want to. All right. Yeah. Do let me know. Fucking. Yeah. Hit me up. Um, Guys, thanks for tuning in. Of course, uh, if you liked what you heard, hit that subscribe or share button. Leave a review. That would really help out the podcast. Better yet, tell your friends about it. Hey, there's this fat guy. What he lacks in teeth, he makes up with with interview skills. Check him the fuck out. But until next time, guys, I love y'all. See you later. Inquisitive Minds Adios. Podcast.